Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm a songwriter, Charlie Harding. Nate is on paternity leave, and my wonderful guest is our producer, Bridget Armstrong. Welcome, Bridget. Hi, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's the best. One of my favorite things that we do together is that each week our team gets together and has a conversation about what we're listening to. And I feel like over the last couple of weeks, you've brought in a bunch of new music that you wanted to discuss that all falls within a theme. And so I just want to hand the reins to you. You've got five songs. And what's our theme? So our theme is, I'm I'm calling it the renaissance of women rappers, female rappers. Hell yeah. Most recently, I brought the song Body from Megan Thee Stallion's new album. Right. We're seeing all of these female rappers that are like wildly different, have different styles, but they're like very popular and getting a lot of attention um, within like the last year or two. And in particular, this is like an interesting time because other than like very early hip hop, you haven't seen other eras where there are this many mainstream female rappers. Like if you mm. think about like the Little Kim era. Little Kim the Queen B, so you best take heed. Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Or even like a Nicki Minaj era. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Somebody please tell them who the F I is. I am Nicki Minaj. I mack them dudes up. Back coops up and chuck the dudes up. There's usually like one top female rapper and then anyone else who sort of comes in the game is like pitted against her. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the last year or two, but especially this year, like all these other women had a great year. So we're going to talk about a few of them. Okay, great. I'm really excited to see what we might find, what's common, what's divergent, what are they saying that stands out? So what's the first track you want to listen to? So we're starting with Megan Thee Stallion. The first song we're going to hear is Shots Fired from her new album, Good News. But before we get into the music, I need to give you a little bit of context. Okay. So obviously, Megan's had a really great year. She just dropped this album. WAP with Cardi B was a huge hit. Now get your boots, hang your coat, fuck this wet ass pussy. He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. Pay my tuition just to kiss me. But she also had something really traumatic happen to her this year. Back in July, Megan was shot in the foot, allegedly by rapper Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez was charged with felony assault after the altercation, and he pled not guilty. After Megan was shot, obviously a lot of people, her fans, people in the industry, were really concerned about her. They were worried about her. But unfortunately, there were also people who like right. made jokes about this happening to her, and people who even questioned if she was even telling the truth, including the man that she's accusing um, of, of shooting her. It's terrible. 
And it even led to Megan writing a New York Times op-ed addressing the controversy, but also addressing what she sees as widespread disrespect of Black women. What she's pointed out is Black women not being protected, Black women not being protected from violence, but Black women also having their stories and experiences belittled and dismissed. So she addressed it in New York Times op-ed, and she also addressed the controversy and addressed Tory Lanez on her opening track, Shots Fired. Shots Fired is a is a really interesting song, and it's it's a way to go like straight at the controversy. Like, let's get it out the way. First song, let's talk about it. All right, here's Shots Fired off of Megan Thee Stallion's new album, Good News. Imagine niggas lying by shooting a real bitch. Just a safe face for rapper niggas you chill with. Imagine me giving a fuck it was your fucking birthday. You and your feelings, I just thought it was another Thursday. Now imagine me cock blocking niggas. I think that's super bold. She addresses this issue. It doesn't wait a second. It's right there, top of the album, basically beat one. Beat one. Opening first thing she says. Um, and also she's using this like iconic beat. She's using the biggie who shot your beat, right? Which was which is like wow, famously yeah. one of the most famous diss tracks, maybe or maybe not, about Tupac. Who shot you? Separate the weak from the opposite. Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. It's all nigga. Fuck all that bickering beat. But she's using this in this way that it's like, it's not your traditional diss track in that she's right. beefing with Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is a person who assaulted her. But she is using this track to answer this question that was like kind of floating around about like what happened with this incident? Who shot Megan? How did this happen? But she's also using it to sort of call out the, uh, the BS of the person she sees as her assaulter denying it, but then also people sort of talking about it and like making speculations and questioning her. Megan is known for being bold. Uh, and this is a really bold way of opening an album, especially one that's called Good News, because I think a lot of what we get throughout the rest of this album are lots of fun, upbeat things. Uh, we'll talk about some of that music, but she has to get this out of the way. This is the most important thing. It is such a clear statement. Uh, she is delivering the news at the top of her album. Okay, so the next song I want to talk about, and I think me and you both really appreciate this song, is Circles. Why you want to do the bad bitch wrong? About to make this every bad bitch song, ayy. Don't you hate when you hold a nigga down, then you switch up on your turn, not to turn count, ayy. Look, I ain't in my feelings with it. Turn around, poke it out, bitch. It's not every song that we introduce on our weekly meeting that actually gets people at all dancing on a Zoom call, but like this immediately, like you have to move. You circles have to Circles is dance so to it. much fun. What, what, what speaks to you about Circles? Okay, so I love this song. Like you said, it is such a good dance. I mean, there aren't clubs anymore, but it's definitely something you would want to dance to. It's using this like bounce adjacent beat. The sample yeah. is um, R&B singer Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> I think it's just a real clever and fun way to use the sample. One thing about it, like, not exactly the same flow, but something about her flow on here reminds me of Trina, a female rapper from, like, she's still around making music, but her title popular, like, the early 2000s. I'm fast with it, fast with it. 
I'ma back your nigga, yeah. Look, I ain't in my feelings with it. Turn around, poke it out, bitch. Get it, get it, hit it. Turn up on a make kill the noise. Something about her flow is similar to Trina on this. I just think it's a fun song. The other crazy thing, you know, I mentioned that it samples Jasmine Sullivan. But yeah. one thing we discovered was that like Everybody is credited on this song. And Charlie, you did a little bit of digging to figure out, like, what's going on here. Oh, my gosh. There's just, like, reference upon reference within this track. So I expected a big single by Megan to maybe be, like, more of a trap beat. But this is a through-and-through -through bounce beat that has this little allusion to In My Feelings, the Drake track from a few years back. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never which is also a bounce piece that is interpreting the famous bounce Trigoman beat. Y'all share that episode in our show notes. There's a really fun history of recycling of beats within New Orleans bounce music. And I love that she's finding a new way of interpreting that music. But what really surprised me in these references was, as you were noting, the endless credits on this song. I have to just like pull them up for a second because it's totally mad. The, the biggest people in hip hop supposedly wrote this track. We have written by Dougie Fresh, Foxy Brown, Slick Rick, Dre, Nas, Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> We've got R&B in here. We've got Mary J. Blige, Diddy. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. Most importantly, Missy Elliott's in there. And I'm just like, how did so many people participate in one song? And, you know, I went and I did my little digging and I was like, okay, so Megan Thee Stallion samples Jasmine Sullivan holding you down. And this is a Missy Elliott production with Kane and Lamb. And what's so fun about this is that that track also samples so many other things. So it samples a Mary J. Blige track. How can I love somebody else? It samples Affirmative Action by Foxy Brown and Nas. It samples Make the Music with Your Mouth by Biz Marquis. I like to introduce myself. My name is Biz it has a Curtis Mayfield sample, a Marvin Gaye sample. It, it goes on and on and on. And so what's fun about this sort of chain of samples is you hear Megan Thee Stallion. I mean, I think that the, the title circles is kind of appropriate because I feel like we are running through an entire history of hip hop in this single track where there's just like references upon references upon references. It's this sort of meta narrative and – I said that Megan Thee Stallion's bold. One of the things I really appreciate about her, I think she is a, pretty self-aware that she is placing herself in this sort of pantheon of hip-hop. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing how she could, how that song is built on so much history of hip-hop. And that's like only the second song on the album. Like that's the <laughs> other amazing thing about it. Like there's so many good songs on this album. It's one thing to make reference to the whole history of hip-hop and sort of try to place yourself in it. And it's another thing to actually have earned it. And one of the reasons why Megan Thee Stallion really speaks to me is that she's one of these artists where you can hear just one or two seconds of her songs and you know it is her. She has such a particular style. Even when she's interpreting other people's work, when she's borrowing other flows, 
the timbre of her voice, her particular flow. Like, she is wholly her own person, and there's very few people that I think develop a voice that you can recognize so quickly. I think she has a very distinct voice, but she also has a really relatable voice. That's the thing that I thought has also, like, propelled Megan Thee Stallion's success. Like, she... Strange, it's very boastful and like, right. is, you know, very much like confident in a way that most of us just like really <laughs> hope to be on our <laughs> right, best day, right? Right, right, right. But Megan Thee Stallion, I think, as an artist and a person, uh, really resonated with a lot of people as being relatable in a lot of ways. Um, For it's sure. The openness, even in her music, like what she's talking about, like if we go back to something like Shots Fired or even Circles, um, it's her like talking about her personal experiences. It's her talking about like how great of a rapper she is, but also what she's going through. And I just think that that also really resonates with people that she's like the best. And also she seems like she could be your friend, you know? Totally. I mean, it's powerful to both be boastful and vulnerable in the same piece. In Circles, there's this great line that where she acknowledges a lot of her hardships. Just bullet wounds, backstabs, mama died, still sad, at war with myself in my head, it's Baghdad. That's a just incredibly powerful line. It acknowledges depression, real loss and trauma, Admits this piece, which she's also, you know, really pulling herself back up at the same time. Okay, let's talk about one more before we move on from the great Megan. Um, let's talk about Do It on the Tip featuring the City Girls, another rap duo who's had a great year. I think I can say this, Charlie. Maybe you can't. It's, it's just a bad bitch mashup. Like, we have <laughs> Megan on here, the City Girls are on here, and yeah. it's like all. All the bad bitch mantras. And so uh, I just think it's a fun song. I think it's like a great example of how like a lot of these women rappers are also supporting each other and working with mm, each other, which is mm-hmm. really beautiful to see. Yeah, I agree. I don't mean to be too punny with the metaphors, but like I like that Megan the Stallion is not playing the horse race here and is collaborating and yeah, bringing other women's voices into the fold. Very cool. All right. Yeah. What else is happening? You've brought me lots of other fun tracks. What else has inspired you recently? All right, our next artist, we're going to take a trip to Alabama for Flo Millie. Tell me about Flo Millie. Flo Millie had a um, big single that came out, Be Flo Mix, when she was still a teenager, and that was like her big song. I like cash in my hair to my ass. Do the dash, can you make it go fast? Fuck the fame, all I want is them bands. If she keep on mugging, I'm a stiller man. He watching my behavior because he know I'm... Her latest album that dropped this year, um, it's called Ho, Why Is You yeah. Here? My favorite title of an album this year. I don't know about you. <laughs> Not a Christmas album. And the song I want to talk about is Weak. These niggas weak. They been texting me all week. Just let me be. Blowing me up. I'm trying to sleep. I ain't so free. So don't be calling after three. I do what these bitches don't. That's why they running back to me. Run up cash on. So that song is really fun. It samples um, Weak by SWV. And 
one of the reasons I really like that it uses that sample because it's another example of like a clever use of a sample. So the original song, Week, by SWV, it's a beautiful song, um, but it's about their love interest, how their love is making them weak, um, and everything this man does just makes them so weak in love. And Flo Millie completely flips that and basically calls every man that's pursuing her weak. So she like names them all, like here's what's wrong with them all. Hey, I'm about to hit up Christian. I ain't seen him in a minute. Didn't be on my mind, but that nigga don't like to listen. Malik too fucking boring. He always up in his feelings. I know Eric got a girlfriend, but I'm the one he be missing. All these niggas hit me up when they be craving. And they're all weak. Like, I'm not weak for them. They're the weak ones. And I just love that. It's so funny. Yeah, I love when a properly chopped sample has subtext to the song and... It's funny because the thing that first took me about this track was also the sample, but I wasn't aware of it because, I mean, the SWV song is basically a ballad, and this is so upbeat, so fun. It's just a great example of how you can sonically recontextualize something and then also lyrically take that meaning and flip it on its head. It's so fun. And even using these samples, like we talked about Megan, we're talking about Flo Millie, but like I, f- I find in this like sort of crop of female rappers, they're doing this a lot. So mm. another example of someone who did this was Sweetie, who we talked about on the show before. Um, and her song Tap In, it flips Too Short's Blow the Whistle. And like, I don't know how else to describe that, but like Too Short, his music, that song, it's very male. Like it's very like for the guys. I don't know. It's I like the song, women like the song, but it's... It's it's very male, if that makes sense, and the male gaze, if you will. Um, sure. But, like, Sweetie completely flips that song, and it's like, I'm going to tell you how to bag an eight-figure dude. Like, it is a song for the <laughs> girls. Like, she completely flips it. And, I like, even if you go back to Cardi B, who, um, like, some people feel like, helped usher in this era of female mm-hmm. rappers. Mm-hmm. Bodak Yellow is a Kodak Black song um, mm. in which she sort of makes this this anthem that we all enjoyed, but um, like very much an anthem for, for the girls. Um, but that isn't new. Like this tradition is something that goes back to like early days of hip hop. Well, I feel like one of the things that happens so often and very like cursory criticism about sampling is, oh, you just took this other song. It was really popular. And you just did, like, you didn't really do anything new to it. And it's unsurprising that that kind of criticism is often leveraged, especially against female rappers. It's like, oh, you didn't, you know, can you even rap? Can you even make your own stuff? And I think the examples you've given here are so perfectly show that no, 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 no. It's all about reclaiming the meaning of another song, especially if it's coming from the male gaze. And one of my favorites in hip hop history are the Roxanne Wars. So, In 1984, the group UTFO puts out the track Roxanne, Roxanne. Yo, EMD. Yeah, what's up, man? They go that girl they call Roxanne. She's all stuck up. Why you say that? Cause you wouldn't give a guy like me no rap. But she was walking down the street, so I said... And it's clever. It's a fun song. It's these two guys trying to pursue a woman named Roxanne, and she keeps turning them down. The way that they talk about her is less than flattering. They call her stuck-up Roxanne. She paid me no mind. And what's so fun is that this then inspires this whole lineage of response songs. But probably the most famous is Roxanne Chante's 
Roxanne's Revenge, in which she totally flips the script. And she's like, these guys tried to pursue me. They were total losers. Like, I'm way more talented than they are. And frankly, <laughs> many of her rhymes actually are. She's got a really great flow. I'm just a devastating, always rocking, always had the fly pocket. Everybody knows it's me, the R-O-X-A-N-N-E. Everyone knows I am fresh in any and she, by the end of the song, basically says, your plot is over. She claims power. I asked you a question. I want to know why. Why'd you have to make a record about me? The R-O-S-A-N-N-E. She's like, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> she both totally takes their work, subverts it. It's the same beat, and she makes a better version of it, and then creates an entire spin-off series that goes on for years and years. Other people claiming to be the real Roxanne. It's this whole wonderful narrative. It's a good, fun deep dive for another episode. That is fun. All right. After the break, we're going to talk about three rappers that I'm very excited about that are pushing the boundaries of what rap is right now. This is exciting. Support for Switched On Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibe Check is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the Weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Real talk, I loved the first half. Great music, but I'm actually most excited about the three artists you've got here in the second half. Lead us off. What are we listening to? All right. So our first is Tierra Whack. The song is Peppers and Onions. Tierra Whack has uh, released several singles this year. This is one of my favorites. You got to be the one the people looking up to. Yeah. I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. Yeah. You got to be the one the people looking up to. This is probably my favorite of all the tracks, and it's doing so many things. I love that it enters with a whistle. It's so casual. It's so, like her hook says, she's only human. And so I think there's something really intimate about her just sort of confronting her celebrity and really trying to plead with her singing voice, like, hey, I'm just human. I'm just, like, trying to figure this whole thing out. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. Yeah. I'm only human. Sometimes happy, yeah. sometimes nervous. I'm only she follows that up with much more sort of pointed commentary. I don't want to be judged. I just want to be me. Yeah. I don't want to be judged. I just want to be me. Even though we buy chains, we just want to be free. 
I don't want to be judged. I just want to be. I'm getting so much of her personality in this song. That's very true. It makes me also think about um, something we see with Megan, this ability to make these songs that are both vulnerable, but also fun. Right. I read an article um, in which she talked about some of these singles that have come out this year and how they are very much reflective of like where she is. This year we've mm. gone through this being um, like a hard year for a lot of people, her sort of having to navigate fame amidst so much chaos happening in the world. So I just, I also love this track and some of the other uh, tracks that she came out with this year because they are so vulnerable and they're so honest and they so speak to like, I think a feeling that a lot of people have right now. She's great with words because she's able to encapsulate all of that often in just a couple of rhyming couplets. The pros and the cons of being a bomb, baby, you can have a ticket, might not be a time, but oftentimes I gotta remind myself to combine my thoughts and never deny my help. And she's also extremely fly. I mean, I know we're not here to like, whatever, like we're not here to talk about it, women's appearances. All of these women are amazing looking and fly. Tierra has an amazing style. Check out her Instagram. I think a lot of folks were maybe skeptical that Tierra Wack first landed on the scene by putting out these one-minute songs on Instagram, something that could seem a little gimmicky. Uh, and sh- I think with Peppers and Onions and so many of other s- tracks, she has established herself as somebody who has a real unique voice, and we are going to see a lot more from her in the coming years. Yes, I'm really excited to see what Tierra Wack is going to do. So another artist who I'm really excited about is Rico Nasty who is from the D.C. area where I live, D.C. stand-up. Her latest album, Nightmare Vacation, just dropped. Rico is a really great artist in her own right, and she's on so many songs that I love, including Tia Tamara with Doja Cat. My chopper sing like Sia. Make a bitch sick, diarrhea. Dressing all black, grim river. Don't act like you can't see us. Um, but on this new album, one of the songs that I absolutely love, it's called um, Oh For Real. And I, I just, I feel like it is a song that begs to be like outside of quarantine time. Like this is a song that like you need to be in the streets for. So Oh For Real spelled O-H-F-R question mark. Here it is. Oh For Real. They say Rico put a 10 piece in her grill. I've been moving how I want. Fuck how you feel. I was told to get it how you live. Oh For Real. I should have got her hit. I let her So that song is so aggressive, it's so in your face, and I say it's like one of those things that I feel like you want to be at a festival, you want to be in a club, getting hype when it comes on. Me, I just get hype in my living room, but (laughs) I love that song so much. And then one thing I also like about that song, um, like the aggression on it, I think it has like these punk alternative vibes, but it also like has these vibes of like... Some some a few songs that like came out in the early two thousands. Like I'm thinking of songs like "Bia Bia" by um, Little John. And even like Rico Nasty's verse on it reminds me of China White's verse on "Bia Bia." I'm also thinking about songs like Never Scared by Bone Crusher, Nuck If You Buck by Crime Mob. Like all of these songs are very in your face, very aggressive. And Rico like has all of that energy here. I'm hearing absolutely that lineage of like aggressive in your face rap, but there's, it is punk rock. It's also heavy metal and it 
makes sense because if you look at her collaborators and the kind of stuff that she's done, she is, I think, pretty smart in finding people that are like on the cutting edge uh, with new sounds. So on Oh For Real, she's working with Dylan Brady of the group 100 Gex, who were known for their track Money Machines. I bet I could smoke you, I could roast you, and then you'd love it, you text me, I love you, and then I'd fucking ghost you. They're kind of this hyper-pop group that uses lots of sort of video game glitchy sounds. It's in-your-face, sometimes obnoxious, very kind of punk attitude, and they are getting you know, a lot of critical acclaim. It's sometimes hard music, I have to admit, to listen to because it's out there. But I think it's smart of her to sort of find those people that are coming up and working with them on a track. Really smart move. But – more importantly is like her sound and I really think like she is equal parts heavy metal not just in her vocal timbre I mean she's almost screaming I was taught to feel how I feel keep it real damn is what they shocking bitches neck he's like an ill nigga said I'm fucking different since I got a deal often in the sounds that she's choosing as well there can be a super metally kind of vibe. It makes me think of her other song, Rage. So many people are feeling anger and rage right now, and she's so effective at channeling that emotion and giving it to us. As I mentioned, Rico's from the D.C. area, and a lot of people don't know this, but D.C. was one of, like, the first really influential scenes for punk rock, and D.C. continues to have a really vibrant punk rock presence. And I think you can hear the influence of that in Rico's music. Okay, let's move on to another artist we're both really excited to talk about, Chica. Truly. Chica's debut album came out this year. It's called Industry Games. She's a really dope lyricist as well as singer. Um, she was included in the XXL freshman class this year. She's nominated for a Grammy for Best New Artist. Some of my favorites on her album are Balenci's. Now everybody wanting me to wear a fake smile. How I'm supposed to fake a laugh when ain't shit funny? I'm running, but got that room. I got Balenci's in the bathroom. Dropping all this change is just going to end up in a vacuum. It was days I thought I'd... And Crown. Young girl, oh dream, oh so, oh dear, plan B, plan well, good luck, no fear, just waiting. Both have their sort of gospel sound. And Crown is a really cool song because it was the first full rap song that Chica ever wrote. Can you imagine like your first rap song and it's this good, like your first try? Wow, yeah. But I say the biggest song from the album, and rightfully so, is Songs About You. Listen, I met Hove last week. That shit was hella cool. Diddy introduced me as best of the new school. Not too shabby for an Alabama bitch for getting rich. I got respect from heavy hitters and did it without a disc. And I, I came to deliver. I'm off of Twitter. And in your speakers, we gon' see who really fucking with her. Man, I can't wait to see the judge. Boom. This song gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. I love that we are getting right from the beginning. This is like Chica confronting hey, I've, like, learned from the masters, I'm stepping out, I've got my completely own style, and she did it all without ever putting out a mixtape, a disc. She's having this meteoric moment that she's self-reflective about. What's particularly stunning, though, for me isn't just the content, it's how she presents it. 
this is one where I totally rabbit hold. So if you'll allow me, I would really like to show off how incredible her flow is. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> what I heard in just her verse first is how in just a few lines, she could introduce so many different kinds of rhyme schemes that are both surprising and also completely logically consistent. Here's what I'm saying. When we first get Chica, she rhymes the words cool with school in her first two lines, right on the last beat of each measure. Look, listen, I met Hove last week. That shit was hella cool. Diddy introduced me as best of the new school. This is cool because rhyming the last word of your line on the last beat of the measure, that is like old school style hip hop rapping. That's how rappers rap. That's how rappers rap. But now she's going to blow it up because in her next line, she's going to increase the amount of rhymes. School, not too shabby for an Alabama bitch for getting rich. I got respect from heavy hitters and did it without a disc. So we have cool school and we have a new rhyme scheme where we're off of the word rich. She's introduced an additional rhyme within the line. And then she's going to carry that rhyme over into her next line. I got respect from heavy hitters and did it. Hitter, did it. It's kind of an assonance and alliteration. So she's introducing a new sort of like sub-rhyme within her rhyme, landing on without a disc. Okay. So we've got Alabama bitch, getting rich, hitters did it, without a disc. So we've gone from the old school style of hip-hop into a new school style of hip-hop where we've got multiple rhymes happening within the line and rhymes in between rhymes, really creative. So the first pair, we have uh, a pair of rhymes. And this next one, we have three three rhyming words. She's going to up the ante with her final sort of extended rhyme. We're going to get four rhymes in a row, but they're going to be buried on new beats with intermittent rhymes in between. And now I came to deliver. I'm off to Twitter. You and your speakers, we're going to see who's really with her. Those rhymes landing on new parts of the beat. We're not landing on the, the end of the beat. We're not landing on the four. We're landing on the three and. Mm. So she's shifting her rhythm. The feeling of that is like things are getting quicker, right? It's like the rhyme scheme is happening more quickly. And then she's going to give us a whole new set of rhymes to take us into another direction. Man, I can't wait to see the judge I collectively win. He sounds like notorious with the r one hell of a picture. Man, I can't wait to see the jaws drop collectively when these songs drop, notorious with the art pop, all of those happening syncopated in between the beat, landing with one hell of a picture. So we've got to deliver Twitter with her jaws drop, songs drop, art pop, picture. Am I making any sense here? Like, it's impossible to describe. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for a peek into your music geek brain. Now let's hear it. Listen, I met Hove last week. That was hella cool. Rhyme one. Did he introduce me as best? Increased rhymes. Rhyme two. Not too shabby for an Alabama. In between rhymes. I got respect from heavy hitters. Third rhyme. Did it without a disc and I, I Shifting the time. I'm off of Twitter. And then your speakers, we gon' see. Fourth rhyme in between. Man, I can't wait to see the judge I collectively win these songs. I know Tori is with the R pop one hell of a picture. And we land back on our third rhyme on the picture. Whew. Here's the thing. There's a lot of rappers that have got great dictionaries. They can rhyme things, no problem. But she has a consistent narrative with creative rhyme schemes 
that are happening faster and faster, making commentary on the history of a certain style of rapping and also propelling the song forward, creating that sort of angst and tension that she's feeling about this like, hey, like jaws are dropping, songs are dropping, art is popping, like this is a moment. And so you feel the intensity of that moment in the way that she establishes her rhymes. And even when we just listen back to it, like I thought about how like the melody in that in those rhymes, like how she also uses like the sort of singing in it also helps sort of um, break up that traditional rhyme structure because there were so many of it's like, oh, that's also going up on a note and like coming back down. Like it's it's really beautiful and it makes it even more complex and like. I'm then like, it makes me wonder, like, I want to talk to Chica. I want to know, like, what goes into <laughs> writing a song like this? Like, yeah, there's so... how do you do it? Like, does the melody come first and you put the rhyme in? Like, how do you do it? It's, it's really, really fascinating. Chica, that's, that's, if you want to come to Switch on Pop and talk to us about it, there's an open invitation. We're here for you. <laughs> My last thing I just want to gush about is I love the creative wordplay that she has in her next verse. Doing things I ain't fond of. My name ain't Jane. That's amazing. And Jane, which rhyming back with complain and then playing turns into complain. Lovely. (laughs) I I love it. It's fun. It's funny. It's deep. Thank you for introducing it to me. Of course. It's fun. It's funny, but it's also deep. And I think that that's like a theme, a running theme we've seen through like all of these rappers we're talking today, like their ability to make this fun music, to make this music you want to dance to, mm. to make this music that makes you want to like play it over and over again. But they are effortlessly vulnerable too mm. on these tracks, yeah. which is not always an easy thing to do and not a thing that we have always seen in hip hop. Like, some of the best rappers do it very well, but like many times, like our favorite songs, that's a club hit, is not also <laughs> going to make you feel the feels, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these songs do. Yeah, as we're sort of wrapping up and thinking about some of the bigger uh, themes that we're hearing, like like this idea of vulnerability interplaying with uh, fun, upbeatness, I'm really taken by the fact that really none of these songs are trap songs. All these women are making music that is grabbing attention. And not using the most prominent form of hip-hop beat. And I think that that is particularly important here. They're really paving new territory in terms of sound. They're doing things which are sort of a little off the wall. And they're doing it with great talent, with a lot of complexity and flow and lyricism. Uh, There's a great degree of creativity and originality that's happening here. So we just talked about all of these amazing women who are rapping and really pushing the boundaries of what like rap is and even what the dominant sound is right now, which you pointed out is trap. And I think one of the reasons that um, obviously they're doing this because they're talented, but despite having so many more choices and so much of a larger platform where women rappers can be recognized, there's still those same pressures and the same sort of unequal um, playing field in which I think like women rappers um, are judged more harshly for their lyricism, right? So in their music, they have to really go places that rap isn't necessarily going right now, I think, to stand out hmm. in a lot of ways, um, which is, you know, great for us. And it's, it's, it's great that they're putting that all in their music. But I do still recognize this double standard in which these women are essentially making and creating these new sounds 
and doing it in this way that is vulnerable and beautiful. And they're like great rappers too. As you just pointed out, like Chica's amazing rhyme scheme, but they're still sort of like, we're in this moment where we're celebrating that they're getting the recognition that male rappers with like half of their talent have gotten for years. Mm. Which is like, glad glad we're living in this moment, right? Like, glad that like we get, the ben- get to be the beneficiaries of this amazing music, but these old tropes and these old ways of sort of judging women rappers are still around. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things I really appreciate about the way that you've presented these tracks is really seeing them each as their own artists doing their own thing. This is not about creating ranks of who's better than who. And there's so many other great artists that you have brought to the show that we didn't get to talk about. Uh, artists like Rhapsody, No Name, Dreezy, Cash Doll, outstanding rappers that just we don't have the time to talk about now, but we will add certainly to our playlist because there's so much music to celebrate. And as you put it, this is not an era of dominance where one person is getting all the credit. This is really a time to let many women shine. And I appreciate you sharing all this music with us. Thanks for letting me come regale you with my music choices, Charlie. This episode of Switched Down Pop was produced by Bridget Armstrong and me, Charlie Harding. We're mixed, edited, and engineered by Brandon McFarland. Illustrations by Iris Gottlieb and social media by Abby Barr. Our executive producers are Liz Kelly Nelson and Nishat Karwa. We're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network. You can check out anything we do at switchedonpop.com and on social media at switchedonpop. We'll be back again next week doing a holiday episode. I'll be interviewing the great chili gonzalez about none other than wham's last christmas it's gonna be really fun until then thanks for listening support for switched on pop comes from vibe check if you need more of my friend sam sanders in your life then you'll want to check out his new pod called vibe check each week sam and his two best friends writer saeed jones and journalist and producer zach stafford make sense of what's going on in the news and culture from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.